Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Shift. I hope you're well. Uh, this week's episode is with Ash Diggs. Ash Diggs is an American man, but his mum is from Ireland. So he chats about growing up with an Irish mother in America, what it's like to be Irish-American and half-Irish, his summers in Ireland, his first sexual experience in Ireland, his first STD scare in Ireland, and his second STD scare here in America. We also chat about like being superstitious, which is like, I feel very Irish, um, and pseudocreme. cream. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. And if you want to see the video for this, the video is on the Patreon, Patreon forward slash The Shift Podcast. Again, it's just pay what you want. So please sign up. Love it when you guys sign up. Uh, there's also solo episodes there where I just chat about my life. And there'll be a new one up on either tomorrow night or Wednesday night. And next week's episode will be up on Wednesday or Thursday there as well. It's usually up a week early. Um, and that's going to be with Do We Love It? And we're going to chat about low sex drive and suicidal thoughts. So if you have anything about those topics, please message me in, DM me at Katie Boyle Comic. But other than that, enjoy this episode. Hello, Ash. Hey, Katie. How are you? Thanks for doing the podcast. I'm good. Thanks for having me. So last minute. I appreciate it. What's your last name? I forgot. Diggs. Ash Diggs. Ash Diggs. That's me. I remember that. It's <laughs> a great name. Thank you. Um, so for the listeners, Ash is in from, in New York from Vermont. Yes. Yep. Just got in today. Thrilled. Had some pizza already. Having a great day. And I just told him that it's just a sex dating relationship uh, podcast and we're just going to wing it. <laughs> we're going to wing it. We'll get right into it. <laughs> well, what I think is interesting about you for the listeners is that so half or the majority of the listeners are living in Ireland. Then yep. I'm going to take another sip of my tea. Hold on. <laughs> This is good tea. It's good. Well, I got to do the same now, too. Um, half the listeners are uh, based in Ireland anyway. And then I'm sure there's other ones that are Irish who live in America or Australia. But your mom is from Ireland. Yeah, my mom's from Ireland. She came to New York when she was 19. Um, just to, just chasing a dream. Kind of <laughs> yeah. And she stayed. And I'm glad she stayed because now I'm also here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And your father, where's he from? My dad's from Alabama. Uh, how so did they meet? They met, my dad was in the army um, and they met through a mutual, like one of my dad's army buddies knew my mom. Uh, I'm probably butchering the story a little bit, but as I remember it, uh, their mutual friend was like a, fr- uh, like a regular at the bar that my mom was working at. So brought my dad in. They started talking. And then they got they got married um, in o- October '94, and I was born in August '94. Oh, so, nice! Yeah. <laughs> right before so you were born. Little, right before I was at the wedding, baby. That was yeah. a very Irish wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, you were born in August, so right after you were born. 
Yeah, they, oh, they got married right after. I, I, did, I, I did a mix of math. Oh, there. no, yeah. So, right. That was the same as me. Really? Yeah, my parents got married right after I was born as well. Perfect. But it's yours nice to... were in love and lasted. They, they were in love and lasted. Yes, they're still together. They're actually moving back to Alabama next month. So Why, where are they living now? They're in Texas right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because my dad stayed in the military. My mom ended up joining the Navy. Wow. Uh, so we moved all around. Yeah. So she was an Irish Texas. woman in the American Navy. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know you could do that. I just presumed I, it had yeah, to be American. I didn't American. know you could do that either. <laughs> um, I think, so she got her green card and I guess that made it okay. Yeah. Um, I guess they were, she was like, I'm down to do it. And they were like, all right, we'll take you. So. And did, did she ever have any like complaints to you about American culture that you had to assimilate oh, to all the time <laughs> yeah I think well um I think one of the big things is especially now that they're living down south my mom is she, her accent is still very pronounced I don't I can't really hear it um like she sounds she just sounds like my mom yeah. to me um but her accent's still very pronounced and you know she she speaks her mind <laughs> um and in in the south it's very like you know, you, you don't speak your mind in, in public, in company. You know, you, you wait to say what you really mean behind closed doors. But, you know, my mom, she she's a very avid Facebook poster. She <laughs> loves to share everything she's thinking. She also types, um, she she types, I guess, like phonetically or like she types how she talks. So like the the way she spells words are like. It's just she types in Irish, um, like Irish American almost. And so she's always complaining about, she's like, oh, well, so-and-so said they didn't understand what I was saying, but it, I thought it was very clear <laughs> what I was saying. I get that though. I feel like Americans are very literal. Yes. So yeah. they won't be able to context clues. Right. And it's like, uh, no, yeah. I don't actually mean that. Or like, this is what I actually mean when I'm saying that. Yeah, like I, because I, I feel like Irish people, we can kind of figure out what you guys are saying, but maybe we've grown up with a lot of your TV, so maybe that's. Sure. And again, you are more. I remember when I first moved over and I was eating something, I was like, oh, this is gorgeous. And yeah. the woman who made it for me, her nephew was there, and he was like, but that's not how you use that word. And it really <laughs> upset him. Yeah. And I was like, well, and he was like, gorgeous is only for like you know like a thing i don't know what he was saying i that's was like dumb. but this is gorgeous yeah, this, <laughs> this is, food is gorgeous is. yeah that's my mom loves to say um hooer like she called like everything's like a little hooer and when i was a little kid i didn't realize she was saying whore yeah and i i thought she was saying like h-e-w-e-r like i thought it was just a word yeah. you know just a utility <laughs> word that she liked to use you so got I, your whores I, yeah so i i have a very vivid memory of like referring to getting in trouble uh, because I was referring to kids at, like I was in elementary school and I was just referring to my friends as my little hooers. <laughs> hey, they probably were. Yeah, I mean, no, and no you one knew what pimp. I was saying. Yeah, I was the pimp. Uh, I was a, a well-regarded pimp. I took care of my friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of just little, like you know, just those kind of like little cultural gaps. Like just you know, like oh, just because of your accent, I didn't even realize you were saying a word that I that I do know. Yeah. I thought it was a different word. Well, it probably worked out well if your mom was in the shop and she was like, shut up, you whore. Yeah. They were like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's just the word. <laughs> yeah. Is your mom from the county or the city? Um, She's from, no, she's from the county, uh, County Louth. Um, Louth, okay. Yeah. I was trying to picture the accent in yeah. my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that makes sense. Um, Any other, th any other complaints has she had since coming over? Honestly, not a lot of complaints. She's a big fan <laughs> of, um, she like got super into country music when we moved wow. down south. She's like, uh, yeah, very big. 
Well, maybe not so much anymore, but I remember when we were living in Alabama and when we first moved to Texas, a lot of country music, got like a straw cowboy hat, um, and, and loves cowboy boots. She's a like big loud cowboy boots well to be honest with you so for her generation that was a big phase in ireland as well there was like line dancing classes and country music yeah because i remember i i remember that so i'm there's no way i'm not and i remember learning a line dancing uh routine in my kitchen when i was yeah when i was smaller yeah i yeah i was not aware of that at all yeah so i I think there was like classes you could go to so it wasn't so she was just she was familiar already i don't know she might not have been familiar but it doesn't surprise me that she took to it because i feel like a lot of irish people and people are gonna write in and be like what the fuck you talking about but i remember (laughs) there being classes and i remember my friends doing the 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 line dancing and stuff so oh my god yeah well yeah sounds like there's there's more similarities than differences than maybe we would have thought that's great that she did she ever talk about what it was like being in the navy as an irish woman um not she was in for i think two or three years um so didn't like i don't know i think that people really enjoyed the novelty of like this very irish person in (laughs) in the u.s navy um she really loved her experience like she still talks about it all the time she really loved it um so yeah i don't think she really didn't have any complaints well, she didn't have any complaints that she voiced to yeah. me about it. Why did she come to America? Um, so it just her and like 13 of her friends finished secondary school and were just like, we're just going to go to New York City and figure it out. Just, and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving the country, which is always wild to me because when I was 18, if I was visiting home from college, my mom was like, you know, you, I need to know who you're out with and like what you're doing, this that, and the other. And I was like, mom, you left, you emigrated <laughs> when you were 18, like you straight up left. Um, but a lot of her friends have, you know, eventually went back to Ireland. Um, but she just stayed. She was like, uh, you know, working in bars, doing housekeeping and stuff like that for a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, working in bars. Oh, we all do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good money. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not now. Fucking pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It is funny because oh, like, yeah. I still am always like when people tip me, I'm always like in my head, I'm just like. I don't know what I'm getting tipped for, but it's great. And that's the culture. Yeah. But now since the pandemic and if people don't tip, I'm like extra like, uh, okay, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> What's your fucking I deal? loved wearing the mask because I'd be calling people the C word underneath. Because <laughs> <laughs> then there would be people obviously who tip well and they're just dicks as well. But yeah. But I, at least they left money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a Irish uh, rite of passage that, yeah. Well, I've been working at bars seven years here now, so... Uh, how did you, how did it feel growing up with an Irish mother? In, did, was there anything that you felt like it was different from your other friends? Or? Well, I think I just always, like, my mom wasn't, like, hard on us, but she was just always, like, very, um, I, I don't know, I like, she was, she was just a character. Like, I felt like compared to my friends' moms, like, my mom... You know, she was in the Navy. She was like a black belt in Taekwondo. And she had like all these stories. Like she just had so many stories because she's like done so much. She's traveled so much. And she's also just from somewhere else. So it always kind of felt like um, my mom kind of felt like a little bit of a like kind of a celebrity just in terms of like whenever we went to like PTA meetings and stuff like that. As soon as she opened her mouth, everyone was like, oh, my God, where are you from? Like, you know, and so I think that um I feel like that's the biggest thing that stuck out to me is people were always just like enamored with like, oh, she's not from like, where's your mom from? Oh, that's so cool that you have an Irish mom. Um, But in terms of like how she raised us and stuff like that, like we got she brought it. She it was really important to her that we were 
you know, brought up Catholic. Uh, my, my dad isn't Catholic, but she was like, you got to get confirmed. And then after you get confirmed, you can do whatever you want. Um, so, She's just covering the bases. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. in case. Just just in case. Uh, <laughs> making sure we get to the gates of heaven <laughs> if, if need be. Um, but so we, we were like pretty intense uh, with, you know, Catholicism <laughs> there for a hot minute. But it was... It was always interesting. My mom is like definitely, I would I would say religious. Like I have two rosaries in my car right now that she you know put in there. Like she snuck in there, um, <laughs> but it was never like super heavy handed. Like I always felt comfortable like coming and talking to her about you know just about anything. But yeah, like I would say that was probably the biggest reflection of like our Irish heritage and and my raising was that like we were like I went to Catholic school and like we did that we did that whole thing for a bit. Was there any other Irishy things that you kind of did? I mean just I mean a lot of tea. Like <laughs> what I tea was, did she use? Um, Sorry. Oh Tetley. She couldn't get any lions or berries. No, but event she does Alabama of course. Yeah, Alabama was she had to <laughs> a little tough. Do she what had to she make could. do. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I mean I feel like that's like the biggest one of the biggest things for me, I'm just like, oh, like I don't drink coffee at all. And that's just, we, yeah, we always did tea. We always watched a lot of like Irish TV, like a lot of Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> like we always, and the the toy show, like that's every year we watch oh that. Oh my God, we should watch it next. If you're not, oh, oh well, I don't know where I'd you'll be, to. but we should I'll, watch it. I'll come up here for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved it this year. I did oh. it with a group of Irish friends and it was so nice. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I didn't get to see it. Yeah, I missed oh, it this year. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll do it next year. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Those are nice traditions. Yeah. And uh, did she ever tell you like folklore or anything like that? Well, she did well actually yeah so the <laughs> the the village that my mom grew up in um my my grandparents live in the last house on the harbor road and so it's like their house and then like they're kind of up on a hill they call it the head and um it's like you know raises up to a hill and then it's just like cliff on the back of it and just out into the ocean and in the side of the cliff is uh they called it the red man's cave and i've always like heard about it but then when we started going over to ireland i my mom was like don't ever go down there but i of course i immediately went down there but um it was a cave that priests it used to be a tunnel system under the village that if i get this wrong i'm sure i'll hear from my grandfather pretty swiftly (laughs) but um priests were using it to like get in and around the town uh like travel around the village while uh, Cromwell and all of his men were like, you know, fucking killing everybody. Yeah. And um, the a bunch of the tunnels collapsed. And the story is that in this specific uh, opening at the back of the head, there were three priests who were just like hiding out there, um, trying to avoid getting captured or killed. And they had a little dog with them. Um, and one day the dog got out and the guards like followed them, followed the dog down to the cave. And murdered the priests in the cave. Oh, the dog's and a little rat. A little fucking whore of a dog. Yeah, yeah. whore. That's right. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, murdered them in the cave and they call it the Red Man's Cave because uh, the, the color of the rock looks like blood now. Oh my God. And they say that it's haunted. And my grandfather, I mean, I had a, a funky, I, an interesting uh, one of the first times I went down there, I was trying to take pictures with, uh, do you remember the JBL flip cameras? They were like, it's an old camera, but um, it, it stopped working when I was trying to take pictures. It just turned off, and I just, like, hauled my ass. Like, I ran back up the side of the mountain, and I was telling my grandfather, 
And he was like immediately pissed at me that I went down there. And then he was like, but then he was like, well, now I got some stories for you. Like, so since you went down there, let me tell you some stories. And um, there's one of the the folklore specific to the town is that um, it's, you know, obviously a big fishing village. And that uh, if you go overboard, uh, like if you fall off your boat around there, there have been um, like stories of people who have been pulled up to shore by a priest and then the priest like disappears uh, over there by the red man's cave so it's pretty it's pretty creepy but it's that's really nice, cool though. it's a nice like if you're I gonna be a ghost be saved. <laughs> exactly yeah that's like best case scenario yeah, for a ghost <laughs> it'd be worse if you, they seen him just like pushing them back that's good i find like um and i think it is an irish thing i'd be quite superstitious yeah and my family too. would be and like you know you touch wood and yes. uh oh that, there'd be like some, a noise like a cat screaming and they'd be yeah. like oh, that, that's the banshee someone's gonna die oh, anyway God. put the cat on yeah, gonna, exactly. what the fuck? that's the thing too it's like very like very superstitious but super casual about it like yeah. that's my mom my so my nana has a friend I can talk about this probably. They probably won't hear the podcast, but uh, <laughs> there's a, she has a friend who like swears she heard a banshee. Like it's like the kind of thing where my Nana told me the story and she was like, don't ever bring it up to her. Like she doesn't like, she doesn't want to talk about it. But the way my Nana, she like rolls her eyes that she doesn't, that her friend doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, Oh yeah, she heard the banshee, but like, you know, just don't bring it up. But she like, I know that she believes it, but she's so like blase about it. And she's like, yeah, there's a banshee here. Of course, like, of course there is. I know. It's just, yeah, it's super casual. There's um a ghost story in my family. So that there's a bunch of people that have seen this ghost in this specific room. But I had to stay there one of the nights. Um, oh <laughs> and I said out loud, I was like, okay, ghost. I don't have the <laughs> mental health capacity to deal with you if you turn up. So just don't visit me tonight. <laughs> and it didn't visit me. So it's fine. It's again, a respectful ghost. Yeah. She was like, you know what? Don't need to be. I d- she doesn't need to be tortured. So like I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want her to have my same fate. She doesn't have the bandwidth for this right now. No. Have you, you didn't see Sophie, right? I just asked you about no. that. So Sophie is a documentary based in West Cork about um, a French woman who was murdered. And this is, Maybe a spoiler, a slight spoiler alert Lay for anyone listening, it. but it's not really a spoiler alert because it's also like, uh, I'm not going to, yeah. But anyway, there was one part in it where she said, the French woman said to her friend that day before she died, she said that she went down to this castle and she saw a woman in white and I think it was crying or screaming. Oh, and she was like, I think something's bad is going to happen. And then she died. And then the documentary just swiftly moves past that. No, I'm like, this documentary <laughs> should be about the fucking man. She, because pause right there. <laughs> this yeah. is a woman who said this to people and then got murdered that night. That is fucking terrifying. And why, why would, why include that in the documentary and not like, go into hard detail. I need 20, at least 20 minutes on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need like a couple of episodes of them going down at night, trying to look for yes, the banshee. Doing the whole ghost hunters thing. Yeah. The whole thing though, the whole documentary is like super, super, superstitious i feel for me because yeah. ooh, super superstitious super, super, <laughs> <laughs> double or nothing <laughs> but like um you know the the her french family were like she had asked a bunch of them she usually goes alone she had asked a bunch of them would they come this time when she was going to the holiday yeah. home and they, stuff had happened like one of the flu another one couldn't because her mom was visiting oh and my god so yeah. there was like it was the first time she had said to people so it's like she 
knew. She knew. I know. Oh, I that. Fuck, that's so scary. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's so scary, but we love talking about it. <laughs> I know. Okay, so that's good. You were brought up with a superstitious bone. Yeah, super superstitious. <laughs> super superstitious. Yeah. Super superstitious. That's what I'm going to call this <laughs> yeah. episode. And um, had, what was it like the first time you went to Ireland? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. the. So they, they, my mom started bringing me over when I was really young, which was really nice. Um, as I was growing up, we tended, we would spend at least a month there most summers, maybe every other summer as I started getting a little older. This is so, great. Yeah, we were, we were there quite a bit. I did, um, I don't remember the exact situation, the circumstances around this, but I did go and live with my grandparents for like three months. I think both of my parents were on active duty in the military or something. So they like, my Nana like came and got me and I went and stayed in Ireland for a couple months and I got chicken pox and I just, I do, I remember, um, I was just like so sick and bored and just like covered in like pseudocream, like just like all over my body. And, um, my Nana would rip up, uh, paper towels and leave them all around the house because I, my favorite game was vacuuming. <laughs> so I would just like go around with the vacuum That is cleaner. so funny. You'd be the best grandson ever. <laughs> yeah. I just loved like, yeah, just sucking stuff up. But then I cleaned the house too much. And so she had to like make messes for me to clean up. <laughs> oh my God. I love your granny. She was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> um, pseudocream. That's so funny. Like uh, for the American or non-Irish listeners, Irish people are obsessed with pseudocream. Like, oh as soon as you said that, I thought, oh, I could do with some pseudocream for this acne breakout. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because so my dad's black and I feel like a big thing in African-American culture is like Robitussin, like Robitussin will fix anything. What is that? It's, it's like just an over the counter. Like, <laughs> it's like I think it's specifically a cough medicine, <laughs> but it's like, a you know, you take it for anything. But I feel like there's a direct equivalent in Irish, like that's what Suda cream is for yeah. like Irish folks. It's just like, oh yeah, just put some Suda. Like, was your skin's not the way it always is? I don't care what the actual issue is. Just put some Suda cream on it. Suda cream and Seven Up. Set, yep. Yeah. A lot of Seven you're, Up. You're dying here. Here's yeah, some boiled Seven Up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're bringing me back to my chicken pox. Good. That's that's what chicken that's what pox. got me through. It's great though. I it's good that we because we I had chicken pox. So they would send you to like chicken pox parties. But our friend to get yeah. A friend recently here she got shingles but it's because she never had I chicken just had pox. shingles wait i got shingles no like two months ago i thought you can't have it if you had chicken never mind me too katie get get the vax if you haven't already i, I don't know what vaccinations i have oh <laughs> what do i have i went to my annual doctor here because i had health insurance finally and they were like oh we do everything and then they were like have you had these all before and i was like i don't think so no just idea. give it and they were like well, we can't really give it to you again you <laughs> need to find know. out and i was yeah. like okay but I don't know. Um, so I think I just I got I got got whatever they were giving me. Boom! It's a little cocktail. Fully yeah. vaxxed, yeah. When when I went to get my vaccination here, actually, I had just gotten a different vaccination two weeks before. Okay. So I went yeah. COVID vaccination, and they were like, "You can't get a COVID vaccination after getting a different vaccination." So I had to wait like another two weeks for my COVID oh, vaccination. So I had no idea. I was like, wait. "Oh, I would have lied." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have told Fuck. you if I knew that. That's weird. Did they th mm. Would your body like not? <laughs> you can't do like both at once. I, I don't guess. know, but my body still couldn't even do the COVID vaccine. So maybe oh, it's I got good. really sick after mine right, too. Me too. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I still. I'm like googling long COVID because I've been so fatigued the past few months. I'm like, oh did I get god. long COVID from the vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> no. And for anyone listening, no, I didn't get the fucking vaccine. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> get the vaccine. Um. Okay. So, did you? So you've been to Ireland a bunch. Did you learn yep. any Irish? 
No, I, but I did want to bring my, so my mom was actually just telling me how um, she's trying to brush up on her Irish with Duolingo and she just, but she hates it because she's like the Duolingo, uh, the voice on it, the accent is like fucking awful apparently. And so she's like, I can't even do the lessons because the words don't sound right. Well, and it's hard. And also as well, I always find this hard in Irish classes. There's four, um, again, someone might correct me on this, but I think there's four <laughs> dialects. To, okay. So depending on what provenance yeah. you're from. So there'd be like one section of the questionnaire and it'd be like an oral. So you have to listen and write. And they'd be like in a Northern Irish accent. And then the words would be totally different. And I'd be like, I don't. Or oh my, my stepmom would try to help me with Irish, but she's from Cork. So her Irish would be different than my Irish. Totally different. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. But um, I find language is hard anyway. But I do want to, I want to <laughs> learn it again. But there's something I think about leaving your country that makes you more like nostalgic for your. Sure. Yeah. Your, your language. Yeah. And like, yeah. I miss, I was like thinking about the folklores recently and I got a folklore book when I was back home. But my oh, dad cool. used to read me the folklores every night, like really? before bed and stuff. Yeah. And he'd get me all these um, books and they're all very like sad, you know, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah. and then they were turned into swans, then they died. Oh or- my God. That's, uh, my mom has, uh, oh fuck. Um, our like, like coasters and some, I guess they're like plate coasters, like these things, they're coasters, but for plates, but they have. Oh all yeah. These, we have them back home. About. I know yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nobody uh, uses them here. No. Yeah. I've, I've they're like, only we'll just put our hot them. dishes on the table. Yeah, exactly. No, but you need, you need plate coasters. I'm yeah. sure there's an actual name for them, but I just can't um, think of it. I used to call them mats. Mats. My that's, gran- that my nana yeah. would be like, get the mats. Yeah. I feel like I that's what my mom calls it. it too. But we had ones that had the swans. Like, so the children were there? Yeah. Yes. And there was. Oh man, I I don't. I feel like there was one with a bison that I can't. A bison. I can't really remember now. I might be I don't making that. that. Up, but I, I could just be. Well, I know there's animals. no bison in Ireland. Well, no, I know. So I feel like that's probably not. My mom's gonna be listening to this. She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> but we, yeah, I feel like I used to be really familiar with a lot of those, but they are really sad. They're, they are. Yeah. I was trying to work on a bit about it a few years ago, and I'll probably bring it back at some stage. But just how here in America, they're like it's positivity and like fairy yeah. tales. But like when I was growing up, the stories that my dad told me were very like. It was kind of depressing. So yeah. it was kind of like, well, you know, things got the moral of the stories were always it got better when they died. Yeah. <laughs> the was sweet like, the release fuck? of death. Typical yeah. Irish Catholic. Yeah. But I'm sure those folklores were there before Catholicism. So I don't know. Yeah. But I'd love to look into it more at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I feel like I very specifically remember the children of Lear because I was like, I was like, oh, so then. So that's the end. And then do they change back at some point? My mom was just like, no, they're just oh, swans now. <laughs> they just morphed into old people and died. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two versions. There's one where they met a druid and then there's one where they met a priest. So that's I think the, the story I mean, the was so one. old that yeah, it, when like it became adapted. Catholic, Ireland it adapted. Yeah. Like, we got to make it a priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, we got to get rid of this druid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Um Okay, so that's all really interesting. I love this. I love hearing the perspective because you know yeah. you're half Irish, right? Yeah. So it's great that you were like still brought up in the. And what no, did, what yeah. did the Irish kids like when you talk to them? Because you're like the American boy. Oh, it, so it's funny. This is a, a sex and relationships podcast. I did have my first uh, sexual experience in Ireland. Oh, so, I uh, kept thinking, how are we going to get to the sex and dating? Oh, this stuff was so interesting. I'll, I'll bring us to yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. So I feel like I became. I didn't really. When I was a, a young kid there, I didn't, I don't really have a lot of memories of my cousins or and like their friends being like, oh, you're American. But when I was 15, that summer that I went, it was like, 
uh, I was living in Texas at the time and all the girls nicknamed me Texaco because I <laughs> guess that was they heard Texas and they were like we know a, a gas station that <laughs> kind of sounds so like funny. that um, and Texaco it was like I, I didn't know how to deal with it like girls at, at my high school no one ever looked at me but I like had a couple suitors <laughs> in Ireland and um, I went to a a like a field party with my cousin for her how birthday I was 15. Okay. It was her 16th birthday. Um, if my family does listen to this podcast, they're going to kill me because we, I never, I, we told them that we were staying the night. It was just going to be me and my cousin and like two of her friends were going to go over to her house for a party, like just, a, you know, a regular birthday party. And then when everyone went to sleep, we snuck out to this gra- a graveyard, a field behind a graveyard and we, you know, they brought out, it was the first time I drank, um, everyone, they brought, uh, Goldschlager. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's like, like it's like the the cheese that like it, it had Dutch like gold, gold flakes in oh, it. Oh, Dutch gold. Oh, it's Goldschlager. Gold flakes. I don't know. It was dis- It was awful. It wasn't the. It was a beer. No, it was. Oh, it was, was the liquor. vodka. Yeah, the it, one with the gold because it's meant it's, to cut your throat and make it. Yeah. Ugh. It's. It was so fucked. That was some little alcohol. We, I'm sure. Oh my god. Well, and they made. So I had. <laughs> I had. I got a goatee when I was 15. Um, <laughs> like a full, not like a little kid goatee, like a, a big boy <laughs> goatee. Um, and most people in the village knew who I was because I was also like one of the only brown people in this in this specific little village. So they all knew that I was. Helen Rath's son yeah. uh, except for this there was this one bar where I walked in and you know because you can get alcohol when you're 18 there I was 15 but I had this goatee and they sold me a couple naggins of vodka and uh, that, they were something. like she was looking me up and down and I'm pretty positive I don't remember who sold it to me but I think she she knew that I wasn't but she sold it to me so I was in everyone's good graces because I got some vodka to go with <laughs> our other vodka I guess and we all got so drunk and they made this fire and uh, the fire was going out. It's like three in the morning and th- a bunch of the kids threw the tent, uh, one of the tents into the fire to keep the fire going. And then we lot, there was like a person unaccounted for and we couldn't find him. And then there was like a legitimate 10 to 15 minutes where people started freaking out because the guys thought that they might have maybe thrown this guy into the fire. We're all like 15 and drunk Kids for the first so time. so dramatic. So They're like, we murdered stupid. him. We murdered him. We threw him no into the fire. No screams. He just burned away. No screams. Tent was light as a feather, you know. Um, this, story, this podcast would take a real turn if you were like, and then he died. <laughs> and he was in the tent. <laughs> we killed him. <laughs> um, but so, so while that was happening, uh, I like went off with this girl and we like started making out and now I had kissed someone before, but like, you know, like a little peck, you know, I'd never like made out before. And, um, I didn't, I knew what a hickey was, but I didn't know how they were done, (laughs) I guess. Like I, and, um, so I gave this girl like, 20 hickeys on her neck like my cousin pulled me aside the next day and she was like what did you do you look like you took a pipe to her neck that's that's the way my cousin phrased it well you know you love hoovering so (laughs) or vacuuming for the americans yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
but they should have saw that as you went as a child and you're fucking like, over and up everything. This is y'all's fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm into. <laughs> um, was there a lot of little wee- wa- little pieces of white tissue on her neck? <laughs> <laughs> My nana put some tissue on her neck like, and she's like, go have fun. <laughs> I'll leave you clean. Um, but it was crazy then just like seeing this girl for like the rest of the summer it was you know summer in ireland it wasn't like blazing hot but it was hot and she's just wearing hoodies with oh, like the hood pulled up. um and so uh so we did not have sex but you know we fooled around in the field a little bit and the next day i had a cough and i was convinced i had syphilis <laughs> i don't know why specifically but had syphilis. you done any you just fooling around just fooling around yeah. but i was like oh, i was no. like oh my god like some someone touched me and now i'm sick and like when i first woke up i was like no you're probably fine you're probably fine and it was literally just a cough like i just had a cough just from being outside and being chilly just from being up all night drinking for the first time i was was hungover and i thought (laughs) i I don't know i think syphilis was just maybe the only std that i had ever heard of it which is like such an outdated one i I think that's like van gogh's time (laughs) it's very hard to get one that they can immediately cure but so i was but I, I, you know, I felt sick for the rest of the day. It's so funny you say that. I was definitely hungover. I've never put, I've never actually put this together. It's been so long <laughs> since I talked about this. But I was so sick. And I just kept feeling sicker. I was like, oh my god, I have syphilis. I got to tell my mom. Oh no. And so, <laughs> so I went to my mom and I was like, hey mom, can uh, can can we talk? And she was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, do you mind if we get out of the house? Because I didn't want to talk about it in my grandparents' house. <laughs> and so we went on this long walk on the beach. And I was like, Mom, um, I just I need you to know that I was with somebody last night sexually. <laughs> and I think they gave me syphilis. <laughs> and I I will never forget the look on her face. It was it was some ungodly cross between anger because I had snuck out, but also just trying to must she must have been trying to hold in a laugh. Yeah. Like she she was just like so why i remember very clearly her next question was so why do you think you have syphilis and i said well i've been coughing today (laughs) and she was like okay and i was like and well i wasn't coughing yesterday and the only thing that's happened in between the two days and she just like gave me the sweetest hug and i was like i thought it was her she i thought she was hugging me because like oh my god you have syphilis like this is really sad (laughs) i thought it was like that and she just hugged me and she was like baby i'm pretty certain you don't have syphilis but we can go down to the pharmacist and get you some tylenol (laughs) (laughs) and i think that'll probably make you feel better if you ever do anything else sexually you know we haven't really talked about this i guess but you know use a condom but i don't think you have syphilis now and i was like I like was had tears in my eyes. I was like, thank you so much, mom. Then the next day, my Nana's cooking breakfast. And so I, you know, now I'm like, I never want to talk about this again. My Nana's cooking breakfast and she sits my plate down in front of me. She goes, so is the syphilis all cleared up? And I almost threw up on my plate. (laughs) I didn't, they laughed about it. They just took the piss out of me for all, like I couldn't, my grandfather just, every time he looked at me, he was like, oh, be careful with those women, Ash. You don't want to get sick again. That's amazing. Of course, she told her, but they were probably all laughing. They must have. They must have thought it was the fun. Because could you imagine your fifteen-year-old kid? Like, because I was like, I was like trying to be all adult. Like, mom, I was with someone sexually. (laughs) But you weren't even (laughs) with them 
sexually. Ooh. Ooh sorry about that. No, no worries. <laughs> but you weren't even with them sexually. Nope. <laughs> we made out, fooled around a little bit. Like, literally, I, I don't know how graphic this podcast gets. It gets but, really graphic. Okay, great. She, like, put her hands on my pants, and I was like, whoa, wait, hang, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I want this, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> prepared for it. So, here's your mom probably thinking, oh, well, he had unprotected sex, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's probably no. what she's probably thought. Yeah, he yeah. probably just, you know. No, I had, like, a third did of a ever, hand job. <laughs> did you ever explain to her that you guys didn't have sex? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think that's why she, that's why she was why they had so much fun at my expense because my mom was like of course you don't have a fucking std you <laughs> little idiot like <laughs> did you end up having a sex talk with you after that yeah we did we did have like a when we got back to america we had like a an actual conversation because <laughs> we i don't really remember i don't want to throw my parents under the bus or anything because i'm sure they did talk to me but i i don't remember like a sit down yeah like the talk kind of thing like we didn't really we didn't talk like that <laughs> growing yeah. up. Well, yeah. most uh, people from our generation, our parents didn't talk to us about it. Right. My yeah. dad talked to me about it and he was just like, you were an accident. Use <laughs> <laughs> <He's> condoms. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thank, okay. Well, I won't forget that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and that was when I was like 13. But, oh, perfect. And it was just in the car. Tiki was smoking cigarettes at the time. I remember that in my head. It was like, so not a formative time for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, whatever. Um, so that was your, did you have any other girlfriend experiences in Ireland? Um, there was, there was one girl who lived, uh, she was our neighbor, uh, and I like fell in love with her. I was like, how old were you I then? I was, this was t- maybe the next summer. Aww. Uh, and I think she was like a year or two older and, um, I was just like, Oh, like oh my god like you're she's perfect she's amazing she's like literally the girl next door you know she i would like go out i would be sitting in my nana's kitchen and i would see her go out to like pick clothes from the clothesline and i would like make i'd like go outside and just like start kicking a ball around or like like literally get a shovel and start like <laughs> yeah. scooping dirt around and be like oh hey <laughs> didn't see you there kind of thing and um we like hung out a couple times and you know nothing nothing happened at, no kissing at no kissing no smooches Aww, i know <laughs> i know so sad. but yeah those were those were my two there was like one girl one of my cousin's friends i was in love with two i love falling in love <laughs> i'm a big <laughs> fan great. it's great it's a good time um and but i told i think i i asked her i was like do you want to like go to dinner with me <laughs> or something and she was like, oh, Ash, no. <laughs> I was like, I remember being really embarrassed, but also I like appreciated the communication. I was like, okay, no. Yeah, direct is great. great. Also, <laughs> though, I don't think an Irish woman at that age would appreciate a date. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to go on dates. 16. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you want to go to a little a fancy restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do you want to connect emotionally with me? Yeah, I don't think I went for dinners until... I already had boyfriends. Yeah. And I were like, right. I guess we should go for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's something we should do. <laughs> oh my God. So then your first sexual experience wasn't until America. Well, that was your first, yeah. your third of a hand job. My third of a hand job. <laughs> yeah. How old were you in America? How old were you even had sex? Um, I had sex for the first time my freshman year of college. That age so I was like 18. Yeah, I was 18. 
because a lot of my american friends had sex much later than my irish friends which i always because i feel like oh yeah it's much more sex positive in new york and people know things more but i and i could be wrong with this but my experience was me and my friends had sex way younger we didn't know what we were doing but it was just like (laughs) kind of like boredom i guess well i think i my from what i could tell my cousin's friends like like i said we were 15 and they a lot of them, it was not their first time drinking. Like, they had been drinking. Yeah. They were all smoking. Yeah. A lot of them were hooking up. So, it kind of, they, I definitely felt like, I don't know what it is, like, culturally, but they were definitely, it felt like, I felt like I was in a, an episode of Skins when I was visiting my yeah. cousin. And I remember when my friends here were watching the show Skins, they were just, like, mortified at, like, oh, my God, like, high school wasn't like that. Like, is it is it really like that? And I was like, well, actually... I knew I knew uh, some kids who were like smoking and fucking and <laughs> doing all that when they were like 15, 16. Yeah, we were um, the group of people I hung around with and everybody in my town when they were younger, like 13, 14, 15, were all um, now smoking cigarettes, not weed. Yeah, uh, smoking cigarettes, yeah. yeah. And drinking and like kissing, drunk yeah. and like hand jobs and fingering. <laughs> Full on hand jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I, I dropped a few willies and ran away in my time. I didn't commit to a, a lot of hand jobs, to be honest. <laughs> very stressful yeah <laughs> i remember one guy grabbing my hand and putting my and he was a friend of mine and putting my hand down there when we were kissing and being like i don't know what to do with this so i just kind of walked away but now like years <laughs> later i'm like wow that was not cool that's, you can't be doing that yeah no but he that's didn't, you know, super forward uh, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> he can't be doing that, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just hope he's not doing that now for god's sake yeah, i'm sure hopefully. he's not i'm sure yeah i think like it was just like 15 drunk and, dumb. yeah dumb drunk yeah dumb drunk young yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and it was a different time and it's not like when i took it out he like he was just like okay and i was like i don't know what to do with that yeah it's i feel like that was i feel like my early sexual experiences were a lot of just like um well it's out now like what what do we think like i don't know none of us knew what we were doing and it's just yeah it's very awkward it's like yeah i know i've said this on the patreon but i don't think i've said it on the regular podcast but the first hand job i gave was in spain and i always feel like <laughs> spain is where you go to be like more sexy yeah right yeah. it's like away from like any gossip and yeah. you can kind of just and like you can be like okay i'm gonna do my first sexual experience here yeah yeah so i was 14 and the guy who is actually related to a famous footballer at home but anyway um and he was like i love metallica and i was like yeah i love master the puppets was just the one song i knew from metallica (laughs) i was like i'm so cool um and then my friend said that you give a hand job with your finger and your thumb um yeah so like a <laughs> like the queen holding a cup of tea yeah, right. <laughs> so i gave this guy a queen's hand job um queen's and then he job. was like you're doing it wrong and i just i threw his penis at him i just dropped it and ran uh, oh shit. and i vividly remember we were underneath the stairs there was like chips and ketchup right beside us oh my god oh my god it's a guy's never... dream <laughs> yeah it was awful and i just ran away um that's yeah. also it's so funny that you went like spain is like you went to Spain to be sexy and then just like a hand job is also just like the clunkiest word. Like I went to Spain to be sexy and I gave a hand job. I, yeah, there was yeah. nothing sexy, but it was in a badly lit <laughs> stairway. Oh my God. Chips beside you. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember my other first sexual experiences. I remember like, this is so gross and I'm so sorry, but I remember like giving a hand job to a boyfriend and his sperm hitting my like, 
Oh my god! I think it hit me so hit me somewhere high or like right behind my face, like hit the ma- the window. Yeah. And I remember being like, "Jesus, that Are is you some okay? young yeah. man's sperm." He's so spunky. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Um, and then having sex, and I was thinking I was pregnant. The meta pregnancy test. We oh took. my god! I <laughs> I remember uh, I at in in Texas making out with this girl. Uh, and we, I guess there's no, uh, like elegant way to say we were dry humping. Like she was on top of me, but we were both wearing jeans. Like it was like (laughs) denim on denim. Um, but I came in my pants Uh and I was like, (laughs) I was like so embarrassed and I was like, can she tell Uh what's going to happen? And, and, but you know, we just kept making out rubbing denim and, (laughs) but I got so paranoid. I was like. I came while someone was on top of me and just logic like leaves again. You're like a teenager logic leaves. And I like, I was like Googling. (sighs) I was like, can sperm go through clothes? (laughs) Literally. And we're wearing like Texas denim, you know, like the thickest (laughs) denim you can wear. Just, you just, you're, there needs to be more classes. (laughs) I wonder if that girl, like years later or like a year later is having sex with someone to make that like coming noise that she, if she's like oh, oh <laughs> that guy came in his pants that's so funny oh my god <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think what other i don't remember other than that. i remember the first time having sex not really wanting but kind of being pushed into it but i sure which is was i was a boyfriend for like not pushed into it but like i and like that's also yeah it's like I was also glad to get it over with, but we should have, we didn't use a condom. We should have used a condom. After that talk with my dad. Yeah, Yeah, you would think that went right out the window. I know, (laughs) it was so bad. And so, yeah, I remember he was like, if you loved me, you'll do it. So that's really bad. So if there's any young guys listening, you can't do that. Don't do that. That Don't do that. Um, And I probably would have ended up having sex with him anyway. We were together a long time. Yeah. So it would have happened eventually. But don't do that man that's bad that sucks yeah no plus you don't signs. want to, and obviously any adult men listening to this are like yeah no duh and no adult yeah. women would fall for that but i think i think that's yeah that's the only thing why sex should be talked about and things like don't feel guilted into it yeah like, and like you're never probably yeah and you're never probably gonna be ready but like also have that conversation too and yeah and then like condoms and uh hpv like i ended up and i said this on the podcast i have hpv and but it's just like, uh, well, it might be gone now. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> the point is like those conversations are, yeah. yeah but uh, the parents just are so uncomfortable. Right. I, I do think, I feel like that's something that'll probably change with our generation. Like as more folks start having kids. Cause also, yeah, I think it's just like, I, I feel like all I knew the, the stigma, especially in the South, like growing up in like Texas and Alabama, the stigma around STDs is, you know, one, you don't talk about them. So that adds a layer of like fear to it. And two, the only thing you hear about STD, like I thought that if you got any STD, it was going to like kill you, kill you or ruin your life. Like I thought it was like game over. Like you, I didn't, the only thing, I didn't know anything about HPV. I didn't know, like the only STD I knew about was syphilis. <laughs> uh, you know, you hear about AIDS because obviously that's like a big one, but like, you know herpes i didn't know you just it would just have i would have i feel like i especially when i got to college and when i was more sexually active i feel like i was i was learning a lot about sexual health 
from scares like from going to the clinic and being like like i (laughs) remember i remember being certain i had herpes and this is i i'm very like i'm a big like webmd like self-diagnoser i'm convinced right now that i have cancer which i'm sure i don't (laughs) because i was this is a side note but i was like (laughs) something fell out of my vagina that i haven't and i was like oh it's i have cancer cancer. which is probably just like and but i googled it and it was like webmd was like yeah it could be like a clot from a and I'm, but i'm not on my period but then the next one was like it could be cancer and i was like it's cancer it's that that's one. it you it's know definitely and, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and now that we're joking i hope that i don't end up having cancer but like that's what you do you webmd right. and you freak and you out. freak out and yeah we just I, don't understand our bodies either no because it's just it's so we don't understand our bodies so many people don't have health care so they you know i feel like I just was very lucky that I was in college and I got to, you know, we had a, a yeah. doctor like that you could go to. And because even in Ireland, people are like, oh, you have universal health care. It's still 50 euro. So that's like it's basically like $50 right. or yeah. whatever uh, to go and see it's them. And cheap. young people don't have that money. Right. Not just laying around. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with and your herpes? <laughs> so, so I was like convinced I had herpes. I hadn't I had slept with like one person at this point and hadn't had sex with anyone in like months but i had i had like two bumps on my thigh <laughs> and i was like man that's herpes oh my god and so i went to the doctor and i, I told the doctor i was like so i'm I'm, ba- I'm basically here to just confirm what i already know um <laughs> so <laughs> funny you're so dramatic <laughs> so dramatic um, and uh this doctor like and so i went to college in new orleans louisiana uh, so very literally swampy, uh, and it was the summer and this doctor looked at me and he like examined me and he was just like, you're chafing. Oh, this is chafing. You need some pseudocreme. I needed some pseudocreme. <laughs> yeah. I needed some pseudocreme. I was just like, yeah, I, I just, I walked out and I was like literally jumping for joy, but I feel like so much, like, like I said, so much of my sexual health knowledge came from me going into a doctor and be like, Hey guys, I'm back. Uh, you know, it's chlamydia this week. And they're just like, oh, actually, I do have one more. <laughs> actually, about chlamydia. Um, this Did was you get when, chlamydia? No, I didn't. But again, I was certain that I had it. And this was actually, so I lived in New York for a summer, um, like three, th- four years ago now. Because um, I was going to go to grad school and then that didn't work out. But in anticipation of grad school, I like moved up here. And the only money I had, like I had three months of rent and some food money like i was doing that diet where it's like okay i woke up and i was like if i eat at 4 p.m that'll be like i you know if i do my one meal at 4 p.m that should cover the whole day it was like i was like that kind of poor and my my pee was weird like i don't know how else to put it my pee was weird and um it like kind of like smelled a little funky sorry that's super gross but i was like yeah i was just like and, you know, I, I Googled that and it was like, oh, chlamydia. And I was like, well, better better go to the doctor and tell them I have chlamydia. <laughs> and <laughs> so the doctor's like examining me and they, they seemed pretty on board with the chlamydia thing for yeah. a bit. But then my all my tests came back negative and the doctor was like talking to me and, and she was like, tell me about your diet. And so I was like, I was like, well, you know, I eat like once a day and like, you know, I'm kind of struggling a little bit right now. And uh, she's like, what do you eat? I was like, sometimes ramen, sometimes chicken. Um, rarely both at the same time. Um, but after a couple more tests, she was like, you're malnourished. Yeah. You like, you're not eating enough. Like that's your, your body is like, your body's like breaking 
other things down for like energy and that's yeah. why your pee is weird because uh, yeah. you're peeing yourself out and uh i almost wish i had chlamydia <laughs> like, I was like, well i don't have money for more food <laughs> right no. now so i'm malnourished right now really when i went to the doctor last month or like three weeks ago i because i the same thing anyway she was just yeah. like uh you're malnourished you have to your nutrition needs to be better but i i don't know i find it hard to be nourished (laughs) (laughs) in new york it's impossible yeah i mean even just i i find like you know i live in i live in vermont i i love vermont it's wonderful but it's so expensive it's i mean the rent it's honestly preparing me to live in new york again because the housing situation there is uh lightly described as a crisis (laughs) Um, so it's like not great and everything's so expensive and i feel like oftentimes you know i want i would love to eat healthier but it's it's expensive it's so expensive to you know so i you know i just end up eating like trash and then thinking i have stds because i'm just eating so poorly i know it's It's wild isn't it yeah i like uh my doctor said i should eat more like red meat and stuff sure and then you go in to buy the red meat and it's like okay well do i spend ten dollars on this or five on this but i'm pretty sure this is the one that they warn you against that has right, like antibiotics not supposed to, uh, yeah yeah i think it's easier to be nourished in ireland for sure because it's such a small country the sure. food is so fresh oh my god i'm i'm always at my happiest diet wise when i'm visiting ireland yeah, yeah it's, we need to go back oh my god yeah let's go right now <laughs> we need to go back and get nourishment <laughs> yeah, we, we, that's our that's going to be our prescription <laughs> it's yeah. a trip home <laughs> can you do an irish accent not at all I bet, well not, this, not i like i i tried i like i remember a couple of years ago i got i found a youtube video and it was like how to do an irish accent and it was this this guy who i showed my mom the video later and she was like that's not an irish <laughs> it was like some fucking like new york like, yeah, like actor that that was like, well it was the, the sentence was i was out in the garden and it was like all I was out in the garden. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I hate it so much. But you know that's the accent that they want for. Because if I go for a role, they they would probably tell me my accent isn't Irish enough. Right. Because yeah, they want this like, play it up. This Irish accent that doesn't even exist anymore. Like, lucky in the charms. garden. Yeah. Like what? Oh no one fucking God. talks like that. My mom actually, when we lived in Alabama, she got brought onto a radio show. She like called in to try to win me a CD. You know that like if you're the tenth caller thing, and they started talking to her. And they did that. They were like, oh, where are you from? Kind of thing. And they ended up having her come into the studio a week later uh, to interview her just because she was Irish. <laughs> uh, but they fucking made her say, you stole my lucky charms on the radio, like over and over. And they thought it was so funny. And my mom was like, it was the most, I was really excited to go in. And then it turned out to be the most annoying hour because they it were just like, annoying. say this, say that. And then they were like, oh, you don't sound like the cartoon. He's like, no one sounds like that. Pedro Salinas, I just saw his joke about this last night. He has a great joke about Lucky Charms because he was saying like, um, uh, you know, that it's kind of Irish people are the one and that you can kind of still mimic and stuff like sure. that. And yeah, he made yeah. a joke about it. He was like, you know, he was like talking about like, um obviously the history too and like with the british and yeah, stuff but he was yeah. like but it didn't happen here so americans are like oh my lucky charms <laughs> yeah. um and he he had it, it was such a yeah it was yeah, yeah he was like so of course we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dress up like green little men oh for God. your saint patrick's <laughs> yeah. day and like um and then he, they, how did the bit go oh i wish he posted it on the on the internet so i could share it but he said something about how um what did he say something about like 
and it's just this like little green man and he's just trying to keep his one thing left is his charms <laughs> after the British has. have oppressed him and <laughs> the Americans are like let me eat your we rainbow yeah. uh, it was really oh, I'm great. completely butchering the bit but it was a great kind of and like him he, he was doing the accent and stuff and um uh but yeah it was funny because it is annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like I I'll have people at the bar and I'll be like, oh, that's $30. And they're like, oh, say oh it again. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. if it makes you stop talking because your voice is so annoying. <laughs> um, that's my, my little brother got picked, not like really bullied, but like picked on in school because, you know, my mom, instead of three, she says like tree. Yeah. And so my, my little brother says tree. Like yeah. that's just how he says it. And, um, I remember my my brother talking to my mom and my dad and he was like tree my mom was like yeah you're saying tree and my dad was like three and my mom was like yeah tree like it was like who's on first like they were literally just doing that um but yeah it's so it's the way people feel like entitled to tell you about I've seen and I guess Pedro's bit is perfect because it's like especially with Irish accents American people seem to they feel very comfortable and entitled telling you that you don't sound Irish or like you don't sound enough. and they'll have never the amount of people that say to me well you don't sound like you're from Ireland and I'm sure there's some people in, in listen to this uh even in Ireland be like well you don't sound like you're Irish accent be like well I'm from a specific town so fuck yeah. off and also <laughs> yeah. I talk slower now so they understand me but still to say I don't have an Irish accent yeah. is ridiculous uh, but I'll always say to them oh like where in Ireland have you been because I'm thinking maybe they went to Galway maybe they went to Cork sure. maybe they went to Dublin like I'm from Kildare and then they'd be like, oh, I've never been. And it's like, how can you make a... What's your reference? What's yeah, your and then reference? it's like, okay, well, you don't have an American accent. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> well, actually, I'm in America, so that doesn't make sense. But <laughs> it's just a very strange... And it's a strange thing to even have, like, an, a, a very stern opinion on. Yeah, like, why are you spending that much energy on yeah, this? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. What else should I ask you before you go? Uh, well, you said that you were the only brown man in the village. Yeah. Did it, how did that ever make you feel? Was there any sort of well negative or? <laughs> There's been some, so not so much with me specifically. Well, there were like a couple things. Like, I feel like, um, like people always refer to me and my brother's gollywogs. And I like. What does that mean? It's like a, it's, it's a, I think, I don't know if it was a toy or it, it's a, it's. I'll have to like Google it. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a bit, it's like a bushy haired, dark skinned like figure. And I always, I thought it was just kind of a funny word, but then like eventually I saw what it, what it looked like. And I was like, Oh, that's why you're calling us that. But I I never like really felt like there was any like hate in anyone's heart when they said it, you know, but I know there's definitely tension. Well, like with, with last summer in particular, black lives matter. And like, you know, that was such a big summer for that um that like rips our family apart a lot like i feel like it kind of unveiled some some stuff and like one of like i got one of my uncles like blocked me (gasps) on everything because of uh (laughs) is kind of so thierry Henry posted like a black lives matter statement now do i understand why the irish hate thierry Henry? totally like he kept them from being in the world cup with that handball i think it was like 2004 oh i did not know any yeah. of this well that i feel i feel like if irish people are listening i i feel like i have to qualify that with i understand i understand <laughs> and agree with like the thierry okay. Henry hate um but yeah a, a family member of mine instead of ripping thierry Henry, was just talking about how black lives matter is a bunch of bullshit and horseshit and it's all blown up and it's 
just being done for like posturing and all that. And we, we really got into it and, um, and he ended up blocking me. And I, I know that my dad is like mentioned in the past that he's like, you know, people, people from my mom's village have been like racist towards him. And Aww. it's like, so it is, it's interesting, you know, black and Irish is an interesting mix. Cause I feel like when you get down to like on paper, there's a lot of similarities in terms of like struggles, not like, you know, not complete similarities, but there's, mm-hmm. there's like, you would think we should be like banding up you know like definitely there was a yeah. famous singer and i forget her name oh imelda may and she <laughs> put out a thing saying um that you can't you can't be irish and be racist this is during blm because she was like you can't forget the history of ireland and yeah. where your people have come from and the struggles and like it was you know there's a lot of as uh, xenophobia in england up until right. yeah I'm, i don't know not in the last maybe 10 or 15 years but um i do i did re- read an article from like 1999 and it was um talking about the a lot of irish people struggling over there because sure. of their last name and jobs and stuff like that but i was like wow that's 1999 that's like recent recent yeah. so it's so true you can't and of course this the struggles aren't similar they're obviously very different but still you should be able to relate and yeah, have empathy exactly. and support and you know when they were irish people well there was a big blm um protest and everything okay. yeah uh, in dublin oh cool did you know about I, that i don't think i knew that yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well sick. dublin's very uh multicultural yeah and, totally right yeah so it is a little different from and um from maybe the rest of the country but i remember reading a lot about that and i follow a page called black and irish and they were posting oh, a lot yeah, of that, I follow that now They're so you shared great. it with me yeah uh, yeah it's awesome i love it yeah but yeah i'm sorry that that's awful that yeah, that would even well, it's, just, it's it's just it's so it's interesting like it sucks obviously but it's also just you know it's weird because like um it is like you said you know dublin's so multicultural and i feel like you know most states in the u.s are like that like you know a city a city's going to be one way but once you get out into the country a little bit like it's totally different and it's you know i i've never seen anyone you know my dad has his stories i've never like seen anyone even just like my, you know, when I'm over in Ireland, no one's ever been like mean to me and no one, well, actually at that, uh, at that field party I went to, there was a guy who was just like, who's this? Uh, and he, he used a word that I won't yeah. use here. Uh, but I remember he, I thought he was going to fight me. Like it, it seemed like he was going to hit me. Uh, and like some, someone stopped him, but he looked like a baby. Like he was like six two. he was huge, but his face was like perfectly circle. And he just had like the most squeezable cheeks. And I just remember thinking like, I should be scared right now, but, and like, if you hit me, it'll probably hurt. But, and, and also you're being racist to me, but I can't take it seriously. Cause you yeah. look like a big, big baby. Yeah, it sounds like he wasn't fully formed. <laughs> he, was, he was not fully formed <laughs> yeah, emotionally or physically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's yeah. strange about your uncle. Cause, um, what like, well, firstly, anyone who has like, I especially in Ireland who has a negative or like a such a strong opinion it's like it doesn't make sense to me because it's also like you're a you're not in America and that yeah. is where the main stuff was right but but they have family here so you think that he'd be able to be on the side of that's, like yeah that's I, the only reason why he should have a strong opinion right he should like, be like voting for you you know right. he should I remember be, that's why I was so upset I was like why are you not even engaging me in a conversation about this because even like his the the his big thing was um he like sent me this article saying that like rows of black teens were like attacking white 
Irish teens, like in the name of BLM. Why? And who? Where were the white Irish teens? You mean in Ireland? In, or? in Ireland. This, oh, okay. And so I read the article, and I was like, I was like, okay, this. I I see how this could maybe make you have a pretty. Let me dig into. I could see. I see why this would be very upsetting. Let me dig into it. Yeah. I could not find any other articles like support like any other stories, any other reports of this happening. Couldn't even confirm that this article was accurate. There were no names. You know, yeah. it wasn't like this happened on this date. And so I was saying all this to him and I was trying to, you know, I was obviously being a little snippy because I was upset, but I remember like actively trying to be like, I'm not trying to attack you, but I just, I don't think that this is happening as much as maybe this random article, fucking Facebook, man. Like, I know I didn't, oh I, I didn't hear anything about that. So yeah, well, yeah. And no one else I talked to had, but it, that was, that was his fuel for like, that's why this is all bullshit. Cause now they're attacking us. And he just sounds like an angry man. He maybe wanted to get angry about something. It doesn't make any. Yeah. And he is an angry man. He's, I, I love him to death and he's, he's usually his anger is very funny. <laughs> um, but, and you guys yeah. still blocked. You still don't talk. I'm still blocked. Yeah. I recently, Cristiano Ronaldo got, uh, is going back to Manchester United and my uncle is like a hard, he's why I like Manchester United. And, um, my mom posted about it and I saw her replying to something, but I couldn't see any of the oh. comments. So I was like, Oh shit, I guess I'm still blocked. Like, all right. I wonder if um, I'm going to cough now. It's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's not COVID. It's just the cancer. Oh my probably. God. I have like chest infection. I got COVID tests and everything, but I'm going to the doctor on Tuesday. Cause I, I think I, my dad was like, you're, you're going to get pneumonia. Oh my um, God. <laughs> But uh, I wonder, maybe he forgot, you know, the way some people are so angry and then they forgot they yeah. have you blocked, but he, he's completely in the wrong. It's ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. And does your mom know about this? Yeah. My mom knows about it. She like, she this had a her very brother. stern, yeah, this is her brother, had a really stern talk with him. Um, but obviously she was like in a weird position. Like she took, you know, she's on my side, uh, you course. know, she knows he's in the wrong. Um, but now it's, now we're kind of back in that, that thing that irish families tend to do where we're just like we just don't really talk about like, yeah we're just, not, just like, ignore it yeah and move on. Yeah. yeah and then like in 50 years you're in it's yeah like, come, <laughs> come up i was just reading i was reading the Tan- tara french or tanya french book but it's called in the wood but there was a, a specific part in it where the mother isn't saying something to the son the son's not saying something and then they just don't say anything and they're just like why is this so i just say, just say what is thing. on your head in your brain yeah. like oh and so many things so many go problems. so unsaid yeah but in this case your uncle should have kept that in his fucking brain <laughs> yeah that's that one could have stayed <laughs> that's the in. one yeah. thing that could have stayed in what a fucking everything else could have come out yeah yeah because like yeah just it's just he's not having a it's just not a fully. He's formed... not having a perspective on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, such is life. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, That's all right. Shit. <laughs> yeah. But Man United, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was waiting for. I, I didn't think you were gonna let that just totally slip by. <laughs> um, my brother, my family is Arsenal, and then my brother, one of my brothers wanted to be different, so he went for Chelsea. Chelsea, okay. He's yeah, to be... That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, we should end the podcast though because oh, yeah. it's been. Oh my god, it was over an hour. This is oh, so great. This is I great. love yeah. this. I love I talking so with you, fun. Katie. Okay. This is great. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your podcast so the listeners can go listen? Oh, yeah. My podcast is called Get Out the House. Uh, it's streaming anywhere you can get your podcasts. And it's a horror movie podcast where me, uh, a black friend of mine, and a white friend, 
watch horror movies and make white people defend the actions of white people in horror movies so it's pretty fun i already told him <laughs> this i was like i think that's white americans you're talking about because white americans, any yes. irish person and not saying that obviously uh Irish people can be any race, but if we're talking yes. about white people, yep. uh, a white Irish person would not run up a fucking stairs no. when there is a murder in the house. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you get out of the house. I don't know. Every time yeah. I watch a movie, I'm like, why always run up the stairs? Yes, that's that was a good caveat. It is specifically white Americans because they do that. Even in the most well-reviewed, critical darling horror movies, uh, they all can be avoided. And to be fair, I understand. Yes, I know how movies work. I know that they have to do dumb stuff for the plot to happen, but also. They could be a little smarter. <laughs> they could because it's also always like, um, uh, and I get it, and I love horror movies, but it's always like, oh, there's noise in the attic, let's go check it out, or oh, there's this, let's go check it out. I, it, I, I would never do that. You I'm would, like, there's yeah. noise in the attic, I'd start packing my suitcase very you slowly and out. move out of the house. And I think, I think it's so much scarier when people in movies, and that's why it's so great that there's been such a, a boom in in African American horror lately. That that seems to is like really zoning in on like people not doing the dumb white american thing but i think movies are so much scarier when people are smart and they're like there's a noise in the attic we're gonna get out of the house and then they still get haunted (laughs) like i think it's so much scarier when you do everything right yeah Yeah, that is so true yeah (laughs) and what was the irish horror movie you said i'll tell the listeners Um, boys from county hell okay let me know listeners i might watch that and do like a Patreon thing of it. Like yeah, resp- you should. Like a video it or something. Yeah. And then secondly, um, I watched, uh, and it, it oh, oh, His House. His House? I haven't, I don't know that So one. it's about a family who are, they're, I guess they're refugees from Africa. Okay. Um, from a war. Yeah. And the mother, or sorry, the wife and the husband come to, uh, to England and they're in a, like one of those camp, or what is it called? It kind of seems like a prison, but it's not a prison. Mm. <laughs> like a detention camp, I guess, oh, for I a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so the, that was only in the first five minutes. And then they move into this house that's like in a yeah. council house. Okay. And, you know, there's obviously moments in it where, but anyway, it's a horror movie. But it's like, again, Ooh, it's very different it to the, I yeah. thought it was brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, now it's they, called His House? Yeah. No, they don't leave the house. So it's not like what you said. Damn. Yeah. But it's more, it's like, uh, there's like moments in it where he's like, he's very stubborn and he's like attacking the ghost thingies. He's like oh, taking them that. on. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Don't take it laying down. <laughs> but yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna watch that. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his House. And okay. What's your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is at ashdigs underscore. So okay. and yeah. that's your TikTok and everything. That's yeah. That's same across the board. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Yeah. Great. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you, Katie. Okay. Thank you for having me. Bye, listeners. <laughs> Bye. Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I should do this because I always do an exit row afterwards <laughs> and I'm sick of doing them. So I'm going to do it now. Please sign up to the Patreon forward slash the shift. Po- no, wait. Patreon forward slash the shift podcast. So the video will be up there or each week. The episode will be up a week early on the Patreon or solo episode i do solo episodes where i Beautiful. talk about my private life that you know if oh, i ever oh, make spicy. it i'm gonna fucking delete all that yeah okay. <laughs> right. um and then if you could rate and review that'd be great because i haven't had a re- uh, review in a while but yeah if you could do that if you've already done just do it again uh, unless it's a bad review then don't do it okay love you bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 